Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. How to make an impact and transform your life. Hey, everybody. I have a great guest for you today. His name is Joe Green, and he comes to us from California, and I am in North Carolina. So we're on opposite sides of the United States, and we have some very similar views of the world and some fun things to talk about today. Joe's had a really interesting life from the armed forces to the health and nutrition space. He has four kids and he is a go-getter type person. So he would be like an extrovert where I'm like an introvert who looks extroverted. So this is going to be a fun conversation. So grab your drink and sit back and get ready to drink in some wisdom from my new friend, Joe Green. Welcome, Joe, to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Ah, I'm so excited to have you here. And I have a few basic questions for you, and then we're just going to get into the nitty gritty of things. But first of all, what inspired you to go into the Air Force? Long story short, my goal in life was never to join the military, just because I came from a family with a military background, and I was really looking to do something different. But, you know, like kind of life kind of took me in a different direction, fell in hard times. And the next thing you know, I I found myself in a recruiter office. You know, just looking for somewhere, somehow to get paid and have a place to live. So I was literally going from house to house, living with whoever would take me in. I found myself living in Mexico, of all places, uh, for a little while. And that didn't work out. And I came quickly back to the U.S. and uh, was in an Air Force recruit station. And the rest was history. Wow. So how long were you in the Air Force? 15 years active duty. And I did three years in the reserve. Wow. So you never really planned on doing there for said you were there 15 years. Yes. yes. <laughs> so there's something that must have resonated with you at that level of service and commitment and discipline and all of things that go with serving in general and also in the Air Force. So out of that 15 years, how would you summarize the greatest impact it's had on your life today? I think that just being in the military, serving and living around the world, it's really changed my perspective on um, who we are as people. Uh, you know, I've, I've always lived in my own small town and I just really couldn't think outside the, the borders of the United States outside of just going on vacations. But actually, you know, living with other cultures, it really shaped, you know, just like my outlook on life. So uh, that, that was probably the biggest impact, you know, and of course, you know, we have deployments and we're helping people and just how grateful for people are and, and they're the way they look at us. You know, I was just completely unaware until I got to experience it firsthand. Oh, that, that sounds so powerful on both sides of the coin. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't realize that. I think we're so protected in this country unless we've traveled yeah. outside of it and, and, and then you're there in a service pe- capacity. So then that the way they see you and there's all those dynamics that I think just the average person never really gets to experience. That's why I wanted to ask you about that. I'm like, I think that's, I think it's more profound than people give it credit for. Absolutely. So you're an entrepreneur. Yes. And uh, as I've read about you, it says serial entrepreneur. So that means we've done more than one thing over time. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things I know about entrepreneurs is that we tend to be fast thinking, 
creative, and often outside of the boxes. So is there any time in your life, in your entrepreneur world, where you've run into situations where people just couldn't see your vision or they couldn't get you or you walked around going, how come nobody gets it? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when I started my, my entrepreneurship, you know, while I was in the military, you know, I had a lot of people who just didn't understand. They didn't understand my ambition. Uh, a lot of people told me, uh, you know, hey, you're wasting your time. Wait till you retire. Wait till you get out. Do whatever you want. You know, so a lot of people want me to pump my brakes and just kind of slow down. You know, friends and family. And it's not because they were trying, they were wishing it will on me. I think it's just because they were trying to protect me. They were just like, hey, Joe, you're dreaming big, but that's risky. That's scary. Don't do it. So, yeah. So it, it, it's very hard to find like-minded people who actually encourage you versus telling you like, hey, slow down. Do this another time in your life. Yeah, I always tell my clients, if you have a really great mission and great idea, tell your family last. And then yes. when, you're, when you're already successful is when you tell them and then they can say they supported you the whole way and everybody will be happy. Exactly. <laughs> That's the best advice ever when it comes to family. Because <laughs> you're right. Yes. They, it's not because they mean harm. It's they're trying to protect you. But that fear, their fear, when they push it on somebody else in the form of protection is not always the best place to be. It's not always serving the situation. Yes. So I always Absolutely. say, tell the, tell the family last. I always tell my family last. And then they're yes. like, I'm the last to know. I'm like, well. <laughs> 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 well, well, that's yes. how that's how it rolls. Okay. So what was your first entrepreneur thing you, you started getting into? So uh, originally, um, I just started off, you know, just like helping people with nutrition. I was uh, designing meal plans for people. And that like really was more of a, me being nice. I wasn't looking at it as being a business. But if I even did sell, you know, meal plans, it was really just little next to nothing. Even though I would put hours and hours of like research and planning, you know, for one specific person, I was just doing it to be helpful. But when I started getting people offering to pay me for my services, that's when I started thinking like, huh. People actually value this. This is, this is interesting, you know? So it, it turned into me becoming a personal trainer. And then I realized quickly being a personal trainer, you're actually a life coach because most of my time was helping people with their, their day-to-day stressors more so than uh, counting reps on their machines. So like everything, like it started evolving the more I went, but it started off just making meal plans for people off of food that I would normally eat. It just became, became a huge business. Oh, that's amazing. And so it, it organically grew into this really great business because you started out with the servant leader mentality. I'm just going to serve people and say yes and help the best way I can. And then it just started growing, 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 growing from, from that humble beginning, if you will. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And when you said that about being a coach as a trainer, I'm like laughing because my trainers have probably like I think they've saved me from many meltdowns over the years and they've saved other people probably from me. (laughs) (laughs) I remember one time specifically too with my, my trainer James at the time. And he's like, I don't even remember what was, I was running large rehab centers and stuff. And I don't remember what I was stressed out about, but I remember looking at him and I was crying about something. I don't even know what it was, but I'm doing the reps and while I'm, while I'm doing all this, right? And then he goes, I said, how does it feel to be between me and like danger out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he laughed. We just thought it was funny. He was, he's a Marine guy. So it was just, oh my goodness. it was fun. And it's nice to have somebody who's got your back who, who knows how to, I guess. That's so, awesome. I know it's fun. So you grew this nutrition into a big business. 
mm-hmm. starting with humble beginnings. And so, but you were in the military, which isn't yes. entrepreneur like. So, did you teach yourself how to be an entrepreneur type person, or did you get coaches or mentors, or how did you start your own growth process in this whole different world? You know, I, in the beginning, for the first, I would say, first 10 years, I, I was just learning as I was going, trial and error. I really didn't know anything about anything. And I would say, you know, it wasn't until I actually hired a business coach that's when life started changing drastically. And I, I give all the credit to my, my wife. You know, at the time we, we were dating, uh, she just really, really believed in me. And we were at a, just a seminar, it was brand new for us. And she told me, she said, I want you to get out loud. I want you to hire the coach. Of course, the, the price tag was way heftier than I, I would have ever dreamed about spending any one person just to give me some guidance. But we, we spent like $20,000 for just one year of coaching with the coach. It was worth it every penny. At the time, I didn't know it. At the time, I was like, okay, she's crazy. I hope this does not go through. <laughs> but, but it went through. And he took me light years ahead of what I did in the, in the 10 years before I met him. And it was just understanding the business fundamentals, being more emotionally equipped to handle the challenges that came at me, you know, uh, when it comes to being a business owner, you know, so like, you know, he coached me in a sense of, you know, keeping me focused and he coached me in a sense of being organized and structured with my business. So having a coach was the biggest life changing thing for me. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. It's been my business coaches that have taken things to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. And, and I think the discipline is so important and realizing that being an entrepreneur is a very up and down situation. Yes. So yes. what's one of the biggest challenges you've had to deal with as an entrepreneur? You know, it was my transition from the military to the civilian lifestyle, especially because the tail end of my career, I worked as a military training leader and a military training instructor. So the guys with those round hats yelling at everybody, you know, <laughs> I, and, and the, the mentality in the military, although it's not uh, what my parents went through, but we still had a sense of discipline. And basically, if, if I outranked you, you just do as I say. There's no really questioning me. Working with civilians was, um, was a big challenge because I couldn't find that an easy medium to where I wasn't too hard or too soft. And I was very uncomfortable leading in that sense because I was so worried about like discouraging people. So we, uh, we grew a pretty big staff for our first, you know, actual like brick and mortar business that we had. But there was a lot of areas where I feel I failed just because I wasn't comfortable leading in that, in that different capacity. So that, uh, amongst all things I can really recall, that was one of the biggest ones. You know, me and my wife had many talks and it was really just making sure like, are we taking care of our team? Are we, are we great leaders? Are we doing well? You know, like those things were, it was very, very challenging. Right. Is, is your wife involved with the business as well? She, she's in my back. She's in my, she's in my corner uh, for sure. She has her own career. She's, she's recently retired from the military, but she, she still continues to work as a medical provider. So that's her number one. Number two is just making sure that I'm sane and, and, you know, she, she makes sure like, you know, the organization is there, you know, but for the most part, she lets me do my thing, you know, and, and I think I'm most creative and I get more things done when I have room to think and do things. So. We, yeah. we, we respect each other's boundaries. Right. That spaciousness really matters to yes, create absolutely. bring things together. So you are obviously, by how you're speaking, a fast thinking person like all of, I think entrepreneurs are naturally gifted in a lot of ways, and we naturally have fast thinking capability, most of them that I know. Yes. So along with your intelligence and all of these things, do you use your intuition with 
in your work? Like, how do you use your gut in all of this? Or do you not pay attention to it? Or how does that work? I do with people. Absolutely. You know, whether it's a client or an employee, uh, sometimes someone can come with the most amazing like resume and experience. But like, if I feel like a certain energy between myself and somebody else, I could just feel that like, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's just good chemistry. A lot of times that outweighs everything else for me. That That's usually in, in clients. If, if, if I feel like, you know what, I don't think this is the right person I need to bring on board to work with as a coach. Because if you can bring on people who can actually bring you down and there's not enough money in the world, that's going to really make up for that. So a lot of times I do go off to intuition and, and sometimes I do steer people away, you know, like, hey, this might not be a good fit or whatever the case may be in a conversation. Um, and I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but that, that's situations where I, I do use my intuition before I hire somebody. Uh, there's an old saying, you know, hire slow, fire fast. And I, I, I take the first part very seriously. You know, like I, I really like take my time to fill that person out and see if like I feel good about them, not just on paper, but as a person. Right. I think that's really smart. You know, Forbes magazine was quoted as saying that intuition is the highest form of intelligence. And I think when we give ourselves permission to pay attention to that vibe and honor it in whatever way that we're accessing intelligence that's nonverbal, that's beyond just our regular cognitive, like what's on the resume or what does this look like? Well, how does it feel? You know, how does it land on me? I think is even a higher form of intelligence. And so I had a feeling you used your intuition. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you help people become successful in the fitness space and in the coaching space. And so what I'd love to know is, because I get this question a lot asked for me to ask my guests, how do you help somebody through fear of success? So sometimes it's good to know where that fear is coming from. You know, a lot of times it might be attached to something they experienced in the past. It can be something completely unrelated. And just taking weight loss, I I encounter a lot of people who just don't feel like they're going to be successful. Like they're just unlucky. Uh, They they, they just can't do it because they failed in other areas of their life. Nowadays, I'm dealing with people who feel they're going to fail in business. They just don't believe in themselves. So I like to find out, like, where's this fear coming from? Let's dissect this. And what's the meaning of this in your life? And then we try to build on that from there, you know, and it's, it's not really cookie cutter. You know, a lot of times, you know, like someone, they, it, it stems from like a past relationship, but they tie that onto everything that goes on in their life. Uh, so, and I, and I think that's where my, my life coaching hat came into play when I was a personal trainer. It was funny. I'm like, why don't you think you can push another rep? Or why don't you think you can go a little heavier? And they're just afraid. They're afraid of pushing themselves because they failed so many other times in life. They feel like this is another failure just waiting to happen. Right. And so they keep holding themselves back and actually creating the very failure that they're afraid of having. Yes. So it becomes yes. a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, and yes. So, so your job is to kind of be that, that stick that gets in the bicycle wheel and says, whoa, stop. Yeah. yeah. Let's break that. Let's break that cycle. Let's find out what's happening. So we'll keep repeating this over and over. <laughs> oh yeah. That's so powerful. And so what about procrastination? Like, yeah, I'm wondering if some of the people, because I think that somebody probably who would work with you just by seeing your personality would go, okay, well, he's, he's going to be on top of this. Like, you're not lazy, so I better like step into my game, right? <laughs> and then I wonder about people who procrastinate, you know, like that fear of pulling the trigger or they say, they say one thing and then they don't deliver or they don't do it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then nothing happens. How do you help somebody yeah. through procrastination or when you notice that they're doing that, 
my words are one way, but the behavior is holding back. Yeah. You know, I, I would, I would definitely have to share what I learned listening to uh, folks like Jim Rome speakers that I've heard in the past. And one thing that like, I've always believed and agreed with was when we, when we procrastinate on certain things, it's because we don't value the process of getting it done. And um, a great example, you know, for myself is if my wife, you know, she like one thing that really gets on her nerves is getting the laundry done. And sometimes during the week, it doesn't bother me, you know, and if she asks me to do it, I'll procrastinate. I'll, I'll, I'll put prioritize everything else in the world except for getting laundry done. And last minute, next thing you know, we're spending our entire week in doing laundry. Um, and when I learned that when your value system is aligned with the goal, then you get the result that you're looking for. So the things that I value, it's not doing the laundry. It's not the process, but I value my wife being happy. I value peace in the home, no stress, you know, clean house. So what I had to do was I had to align my values with the goal of getting the laundry done. So I get that end result. What I was doing was I misplaced my values. I was like, well, I value these other things, this business transaction, the next big sale or helping a client that's crying on the phone. I value that over laundry because the laundry is insignificant comparatively speaking. Um, so that, that's kind of where I bridged getting the result done was I had to change my vices. I had to look at it from a different angle. Like it wasn't necessarily her telling me what to do and me doing it. So she's happy. It was more of me doing it to keep my home clean wife happy, you know, keep the system in our, in our, the ecosystem, our house, you know, joyful versus, you know, stressful. So after that, now it's like no problem. I, I, I found a system that works with my schedule. I fit it in my day and is a non-negotiable rule for me, you know, because my ultimate goal in life, when everything else is said and done, is a happy wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you have a happy wife and you have happy children, and like you said, the mm-hmm. ecosystem of the home is flowing, then yes. everything else is an outpicturing from there. Yeah. You know, everything else goes in place. Yeah. Right. It all, it all goes together. There's, it's not, people think it's business over here and home over here and this over here. And like, no, it's all one. It's just yeah. different facets of the same thing. And so how are you going to have that system working in your favor? Absolutely. Right. And so that's, that's really cool. I know. I, I always say that my laundry will wait for me. <laughs> I agree. Look at a wait. And then when I say, if I say that more than twice, then I'm like, okay, just do the laundry. Yes. I put it in my calendar. Once it's in my calendar, it's done. Yeah. I've disciplined myself like that. I set my week up on Sunday night and that's just what I do. I don't question it. And that way, then my overexcitable thinking brain can't outthink whatever it is I really want to do and come up with other distractions. Because it's in the calendar. Yeah. Right. Because it's in the calendar. So if it's in the calendar, it has to happen. I've got myself, you know, and so that's like really fun to, I'm the one who set up the calendar. But, you know, it's so it's really, I think it's fun to find ways for our creative brains to, successfully manage things that otherwise could seem to be mundane or not as important. Because if you have a crying client or laundry, well, the client would come first because laundry will wait. But then if you look at the values that go with both of those things, then it might change some of how it happens. Wouldn't mean one has to go second or whatever, but how do Mm -hmm. we do that? Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. So tell me a little bit. I have all these great questions for you. They're just popping in. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your view of personal transformation. Because you've helped a lot of people, like you've helped people lose weight, you've helped people get healthier, you help people in the business world, you've done all these different things, and you yourself have done a lot of 
work to transform. And so when you think about trans transformation, what does that mean to you? Like what, what's it rooted in? So to me, like transformation, and, and I like to explain to people, like when we break the word apart, you know, when we think of trans, you know, I, I think of transportation, like what's the destination that we're going to, you know, and then the, the formation, you know, like really kind of forming your beliefs and your life and your environment, everything has to align with the destination you're trying to go to, you know, and then we start to see change start to occur. So if you find yourself going in the wrong direction, you, the trajectory of your life is just really not what you envision it to be, then you need to change where you're being transported. You got to change the lanes. And, and that, that's kind of how I approach things. You know, like when I've, like recently, I, I've, I've, I'm making the transformation personally from being a coach of over 20 years in a field of nutrition and fitness and exercise and all these great things. And now the, the, the I needed, I need a new challenge. I felt like my growth kind of was halting. I wasn't as excited waking up in the mornings as I used to be. And, you know, just a lot of self auditing and evaluation. I realized I need something new. I need a new challenge. And, and, and so I stepped into a new world of, of my, my business life and my faith to where it's, it's a little, it's not familiar. I'm a little uncomfortable and I'm thriving off of that. I'm excited about Monday. I'm excited about every day of the week. I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. I get to see how much progress I can make, you know? So it's not about becoming an overnight success. It's just about making those, that daily progress. And I feel like I'm transforming. I'm, I'm thinking differently. I'm experiencing different things. And I changed my environment. I couldn't keep having the same conversations in the same room with the same people and expect growth to come out of it. I, I had to create change for change to occur. Right. Exactly. We, had to be, you have to, we have to be willing to go, I think, into that, that uncomfortable spot. Because in that newness of that uncomfortable spot is yeah. where all the seeds of whatever cool thing is going to happen. Yes. Whatever. It yeah, is. absolutely. That's where the road is. Definitely. So I, I really find it interesting that you said like you got to this peak in your nutrition career and it's like, okay, I'm not as excited anymore. I can do this. Probably you probably could do it sleeping. And, um, and so, okay, now I want to find another thing. And so your heart's desire started saying, well, there's more, there's more, there's more. In fact, I almost called the show, but wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and yes. so, did that take a lot of faith for you to say yes to that inner calling and not just stay on that, you know, comfort road or, or what happened with that? Cause most people wouldn't take that kind of risk that oh, yeah. that's, that's really, really admirable. How did that happen? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You know, again, just give a credit to my wife. Uh, she always does like, we call it, we call it a buddy check. She's like, are you happy? You still happy? You know, so she always does those things. And of course, autopilot, yes, of course I'm happy. And, and it was a very difficult choice to leave a profitable business. Like, there was really no stress in my life. But again, just speaking of like physical transformation, without resistance, you're not going to see the change that you want. And I felt like it was just too easy. It was just becoming routine. And I just wasn't challenged in a very long time. And I, I came to a point where I was like, I know this feeling. I recognize this feeling. It was the same feeling when I left active duty military 15 years and everyone said, don't do it. Don't do it. And, and I took the plunge, you know, and it was the best decision ever. And then I got to that point again, you know, and, and I realized like, I need more. I need to be challenged to continue to grow as a father, a husband, an entrepreneur, you know, a man of faith, you know, that all these things I needed, I needed change. I needed that resistance. And, Closing down a successful, profitable business 
to step into a new world, new realm and everything was, it was scary, but it was exciting at the same time. I was ready for the challenge and I know my personality. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to, to be successful because it means something to me. It, it, it speaks volumes to my children, just seeing what I'm doing to my actions. So, um, but a lot of faith, I had to believe in it before I saw it. I, I really did. I just had to envision it. And I, I, I saw it so clearly of what the outcome was going to be. I knew it was the right choice for me. I knew I had to do it. Right. And faith is, is that the fuel? Yes. Right. Yes. So I was about to ask you about your children. How old are, are all of your children? So I have a 17 year old. I have a 16 year old. I have a 13 year old and I have a three year old. Nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. And yeah, so nice when you look at your beautiful children and you think about the future, what do you see? I, I see, I see myself leaving, leaving a legacy for my children to inherit something that, that I could have ever imagined. And, and that's one thing I told my wife, you know, like I'm living for them and everything that I do, I'm doing it to where they can actually, you know, benefit from it. And it can be passed on for generations. I, I, I couldn't even tell you what they want to do with their lives. I just want to have a solid foundation to where they understand things that's going to help them be successful in whatever decisions that they make. And, and I've, I've learned a lot from my parents. They worked hard. They were, they were blue collar workers. They, they worked hard and, and they did the best that they could with the information that was passed on to them. And my goal is to leave something even greater for my children and teach them their responsibility when I'm gone is to do the same thing. We have to continuously leave something greater behind than what we received, you know, that we inherited. So that, that's, my, that's my vision right now for my children is just to learn, grow and pass on. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So are, do they um, love that you have an entrepreneur lifestyle or do they not even notice a difference? They like, they like, they like when they go on vacations. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my daughters are teenagers now, so they're, they're a little more aware. We have fun with it, you know, especially when they see me. I do a lot of stuff on social media and when they, they come across something that I do, they're like, God, dad, you know, you're such a dork, you know, but, you know, but every once in a while, cause I try not to push it too hard on them. I try to do more showing them like, you know, to my actions and telling them you need to be like me. And then when I see like my, one of my daughters, she started doing her little TikToks and she's selling these little jewelries that she makes. And I was like, that, that's entrepreneurship right there. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, she's just finding things to do. And my other daughter, she loves art. And, and the other day she's having a conversation with me. Do, do you think, People would like want to buy this. I'm like, there you go. You're, you're thinking like you, something you love to do. You want to share it with the world and possibly make a living on it. I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I love it. So yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's, it's just awesome seeing how the children, how we rub off on our children through our actions. Right. Well, and they watch you, you know, our children watch the adults. They watch the big people yeah. and they copy them. And yeah. they learn, they learn how you deal with adversity and how you deal with success and how you deal with different things. And then they, they copy that. And so they're learning that it's okay to create something your own and then turn it into something, which I think is a really valuable life lesson. It gives them freedom to be their own person and their own soul coming forth rather than fitting them into a box. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I love that. That's so exciting. Yes, ah, yes. That's really cool. So is there anything you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked you about? 
couple of things, you know, like when it comes like to, to just transformation, or when we're talking about subject transformation, I, I do believe sometimes like what we experience in life, whether it's good or bad, I, I think life is, is, is made by design. And I, and I think that the, the story we put behind the things that occur to us is what shapes us. Mm-hmm. I've been through some very, very stressful situations that today I'm so grateful for. And that's how I live my life. Right? Anytime I'm going through something that feels like I'm going through a, a, a valley in life, I look at it as, okay, what's the lesson I'm totally learning right now? It doesn't mean that I'm like all joyful and jumping around like, hey, it's bad times. This is great. You know, but I don't let that anxiety creep up on me. I, 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 I calm myself. I, I, I approach it calmly. And it tells me, okay, it's time for me to step up. Obviously, there's a, there's a lesson that's here to be learned. There's something I need to elevate to the next level. I need to sit back and pay attention to what's going on here. That goes for me from having a background of my first marriage. You know, I failed and I promised myself as a child, I would never go through a divorce because I went through that as a kid and I never want to go through it. And I felt like a failure when I went through a divorce. My first home was repossessed after that. And then my car was repossessed. My bank account was negative. You know, my family was split. I was a mess. My health, everything was a mess. And, and I started really just questioning my faith and everything. And then and, and when I was finally still and really just took a step back and realized I didn't know who I was. That's when I realized I, I need to pay attention. I need to pay attention. It's time for change. And I stopped, I stopped beating myself up. I did enough of that. There, there was no, you couldn't go any lower than where I was at, you know? And I, I really said, well, there's nowhere to go, but up from here. And so I always recall that anytime I feel sorry for myself or a little bit bad, I always recall how I felt that one particular day. And I tell myself never again, I'll never add to the beatdown that life gives you sometimes. I'm going to like, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to pay attention be disciplined to go ahead and get myself to the next level where I need to be for anyone who's watching that that's going through some tough times right now. And, and they just feel like the world is against them. You know, just understand that it, it's really whatever story you attach to whatever you're going through, that right there is, is going to be what affects you the most. It's not the event. It's the story that you're coming up with. That's why things are happening to you. And, and always go for a higher road. Always just tell yourself, there's something to be learned here and I'm ready for it. I'm ready for whatever challenge. And we have a slogan in my group. You know, we, 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 we say we're unstoppable. What does unstoppable mean? It means no matter what, nothing, no matter what storm comes our way, we're going to keep going through it. Right. Keep on walking. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, it, and I'm so refreshing for me to hear you say this about it's the story that, that attaches to the, that we attach to things that that's where the power is for whatever the outcome is. And, and mm-hmm. I say that a lot and people look at me sometimes like I've lost my mind and I'm like, no, really serious. It's a story you say about that, <laughs> whatever yeah. that that is, you know, and I can look back. I remember going through a really hard time with the business partner and, and I was driving along and I was like really upset and I'm like, all right, God, okay. That somehow this is going to get used for the good. I don't know how, but somehow all this is going to be used to help somebody somewhere, somehow. And like within 48 hours, I got a phone call from somebody with almost exactly the same thing that I needed to teach them that I just learned. Like it couldn't have been any more like exact than if I would have scripted it. And I'm like, everything, everything, and especially the hard things, I think offer us that grist for something greater. If we will say yes to that, something greater. Yes. Yes. And sometimes people chicken out, but I don't think that's in our character. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. So I have a couple kind of random questions for you. Let's do it. I'm ready. Because <laughs> you've traveled a lot in the Air Force and in, in your life. And I am always curious about what is the most memorable food you've ever eaten? 
Ooh. Your most memorable food. Food. Yeah. Ah, that is a really good question right there. Because I I lived in Asia for a very long time. Mm. And uh they have very interesting food. Sometimes the food is still moving on your plate. Wow, you know, uh if, if I I've I've eaten a lot. I would say the most one of the most interesting things that I've eaten was uh, a dish called uh, bullet. And it's actually, it's actually a Filipino dish, uh, but they do eat it in different parts of Asia as well. But bullet is it's basically, it's an egg. So it's, it's a duck egg and it's not fully hatched. So it's, uh, but for them, it's a normal food. And I remember seeing it on Fear Factor and the food that's very common in the Philippines, it was on the show, the Fear Factor and you eat it. And it's not the best smelling food either. So it was very interesting um, eating something like that, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. I, that's something I never, I would never go to me and you like, yes, I'm going to eat that. But it, it was an experience like, you know, like I had a lot of, I had a lot of people from the, the country that wanted me to try it. You know, as much as I was saying, no, they, 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 they were like being generous to them. It was great food. So I went in and gave it a try. And uh, I can't say it was great, but it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It was memorable. Interesting. It was memorable. Yes, yes. I don't want to get. I don't think your audience wants to hear too much detail of what everything looked like. But let's just say it was something. It was a one-time experience for sure. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Yes, I, I yeah. ask that question regularly of people and who have traveled a lot, especially you know, and and I yeah. get all kinds of answers. And that's you're the first one to answer this question that way. So there you go. See, there's always yeah. something amazing. Yes. <laughs> amazing. Okay. And I only have one more question for us before we end, because I'm really paying attention to honoring your time and your willingness to yeah. so generously oh. share with me. I could oh. talk to you forever. This is such a <laughs> um, But the last question is, if we were going to put a billboard up that the entire world was going to see with Joe Green's quote on it, from you to the world, what would you say on that billboard? Believe. That would be that would be it. When my wife wrote me a little note on a sticky pad when we hired that coach that I mentioned earlier, my first coach, $20,000, and I was distraught. I was pacing, didn't want to do it. She slid me a little note and just said, I believe in you. I still got the note to this day. And it was so powerful that she believed in me more than I believed in me. And she saw something in me that I was missing. And, and that changed my life forever. And that helped me not quit. There's so many times I wanted to quit. So many times I just want to close the business and just say, forget it, I'm done. But I was like, that very specific day, she's, she believed in me. And then it helped me believe in myself. And now I never doubt myself. It really isn't. And, and I think that if we have more believers out there, more people who believe in themselves, and, and if they feel like they want more and they can do more, you have to have that belief factor. You really have to believe that it can happen without asking for anyone else's you know, opinion about it. You know, you just, it starts with you. You have to believe in yourself before you can expect anyone else to. Yeah. It's that inner belief. Like you said earlier, where you knew that it was time to change and you know what the new business is, where it's taking you because you could see it with your belief. And so then we have the belief. And so we behaviorally can get to it because it's kind of like that beacon in the night. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the belief is required. That's a really good one. Believe. So would it be believe dot, 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 or believe exclamation point or believe period or just believe no, no punctuation? I, I would probably put believe period. All right. Good. <laughs> just, Second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love yep. it. And let right. their mind yep. <laughs> well, Joe, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I can <laughs> talk to you forever about all this fun stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You. And you're so inspiring. I have goosebumps. It's just so great. So thank <laughs> you for your time. 
Thank you so much. Okay. Remember everybody put your face to the sun. So the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. So go out there and let your beautiful light shine. And as Joe says, believe in it. Until the next episode, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.